Welcome back to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Thursday afternoon. I'm really excited to welcome back to the studio Sadia Osmani. Sadia, it's good to see you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Always nice to be here. Always nice to see you. You're looking very radiant and beautiful <laughs> lipstick. Lipstick yes, is your thing. Matching, yes. <laughs> lipstick is my thing. And we talked about it <laughs> every time. Yeah. Um, we are on Facebook as well. You can see Sadia on the Facebook page as well. Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3 because she's got a wonderful chinwag topic. Um, for, for for the fellow geeks and non-geeks, really. Yeah, I just, um, the, the topic is Star Trek. Now, I know, I, I told you that kind of earlier on. I said, Noreen, this week on Trinwag, I'm going to be talking about Star Trek. And you went, mm, I don't really like Star Trek. And I, 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 have, I must admit, <laughs> I, I'm a Star Wars fan and I feel like I haven't, I don't know enough about yeah. Star Trek. I well, feel I'm going to tell you, yeah, you everything know, there is possibly to know and about And after Star this show, I'll, I've been conver- <laughs> I'll be converted. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't call, I'm not Trekkie. Okay, don't get me wrong here. I'm not a Trekkie. Sorry, I'm a probably yeah, yeah. I'm not a Trekkie, <laughs> but I am a, a, a kind of partner of a Trekkie as such. But my my husband is not like a mad Trekkie, but he just has been following Star Trek since he was the age of twelve. So and he's watched he's every a episode. Trekkie, so yeah. he's quite a Trekkie, you know. And sometimes he does come out with quotes, which makes me a little bit worried. So that does make me think that possibly he has got that. Um, so so really, I thought it'd be really interesting to um, look at it because without a doubt, it's probably one. You know, everyone has come across Star Trek at some point or another, right? Or come across a Trekkie. And, you know, they've gone and, you know, live long and prosper and all this and done all sorts of things. So I thought I'd um, investigate and, and have a look at it. And, I, do you know, I've been totally overwhelmed by what I've seen because, without a doubt, it's probably one of the most popular sci-fi franchises in all mediums. And we're talking mm-hmm. TV, the big screen, all sorts, right? And um, it's sort of, it's got a kind of brand, it's, a, it's, it's worth about in excess of $6 billion, right? Wow. Yeah. But, you know, the franchise actually spans through all sorts of things like spin-offs, there's games, there's figurines, there's novels, there's toys, there's comics. And from about 1998, the franchise had generated about $7.8 billion in revenue, making Star Trek one of the highest grossing media franchises of all time. That's a lot no, of money. You didn't know yeah. that. Uh, no, I didn't know that. Now you're going to have to watch it. And be a part of that. <laughs> That's right, because like it's pretty mega. So it started, um, for those people who are keen on Star Trek, it started in 1966. And it, you know, I, I, don't, I can't say I remember it in 1966 <laughs> because I was only very young. Um, but I do recall in my childhood, probably when I was about five or six, watching Star Trek. And, and at that point, it was kind of really very clunky sort of um, sets and scenery and kind of the aliens were a bit sort of weird looking and you thought he's got a mop on his head or he's got a sieve on his head which he actually probably did exactly because no our previous guest alex was talking about special effects yes and back in the day they were practical effects absolutely (laughs) you picked it you went to the kitchen and you thought hey this looks quite cool maybe i'll use this as a phaser (laughs) you know so so there were a whole variety of different scenes and and, and it was quite amazing so 54 years on um it is still around and it has just recently, the recent most episode is Star Trek Discovery on that's, Netflix. That's right. Which yes. I have 
seen every single episode and I was actually glued to it. Really? And, you know, the thing with um, Netflix is that you end up... Um, you know, if you've got, you, you will not watch one. Come on. Like, you know, you'll end up watching six in a row. And then when they finish, you think something's missing from my life. So you wait for the next episode. So we started to watch that. But, but, you know, just to go back a little bit about Star Trek itself, it started off, obviously, Gene Roddenberry, he started it all off. And he was a World War II pilot and a plane crash inspector. I bet you didn't know that. And he survived several plane crashes and the final one happening while he was the pilot. And he stopped flying shortly after this. And that's when he started with the idea of Star Trek. Not that it's got any correlation between the two, but who knows? You know, something may have come to his mind at the time, right? And um, and we all know the kind of main line, and that is to explore strange world, new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone okay. before. And they may have changed the no man by now because of P- being PC. So no one has no gone one. before, possibly. Um, and they were kind of, it's an interesting thing. There's different angles to Star Trek because um, one was is the whole technology side that some of the things that they really introduced very early on in the series were things that are actually commonplace now for us in terms of technology. So things that they were predicting were pretty accurate because they had like tablet computers, they had touch screens, they had flip phones, they had voice interface computers, they had teleconferencing and real-time universal translators, which we have all got now. So so ahead, light years ahead. But I just want to be beamed up. Yeah. That's still, we're still waiting for that one. Now, the deeper side of Star Trek is it's really noted for its cultural influence beyond works of science fiction, right? So the franchise is noted for its progressive civil rights stances, and the original series included one of television's first multi-racial casts. Right. Because if you remember, if you watched any of Star Trek, you see there's a Chinese guy in there. There's Uhura. There's, you know, and there's Chekhov. And, you know, so there's a variety of people from different backgrounds. So we're talking a real diverse cast. Um, And it's also considered to have been the first show to show the first interracial kiss. Did you know that, Noreen? I did not know that. (laughs) Between... Um, uh, Shatner, you know, William Shatner, the captain, and Uhura. And Uhura, by the way, in this is my research here, in Swahili means freedom. Isn't that good? One? Yes, so they lovely. really did. Yes. They were thinking they were about ahead of things. Their time. Yeah, they were really thinking about things. And obviously, the original series started in nineteen sixties, and there have been lots of other things that have been going on. So they looked at sub- the subjects that they've kind of focused on. You know, in some of the plots that they have had on the program, it's things like personal loyalty and authoritarianism, imperialism, class warfare, economics, racism, religion, human rights, sexism, feminism, and initially when the the show started they did actually say that they were going to make Spock who's one of the main characters in it he was going to be red but because of black and white TV they decided he's going to be green because they could see it more clearly but they were actually thinking that he would be a female but they decided against it because they thought a character of a woman who had the second sort of main character in the the series might not go down too well in the 1960s Uh. 
Yes, I know. That made me think. Right. So, so it but is, times have changed. So absolutely. I think maybe they've changed. And now, but, if you watch Star Trek Discovery, oh my goodness, we've got Michelle. You know, Michelle, famous Hong Kong actress Michelle Lowe, isn't it? She's she's in there. Michelle, yeah, yeah, yo, yo, she's yeah. in there, and she's amazing. She plays an emperor, and she's got such a strong character. She's absolutely fantastic, and the main character. Is this, uh, you know, called Michael Burnham. She's one of the main characters. She's black. So there you go. You're finally catching up. Absolutely. But some of the other things um, I was looking at in terms of just the whole cult following. um, The first ever Star Trek convention was held in 1972. So, you know, that's almost like you know, within five, six years of it sort of starting off, and um, of six years. And then it says in London, England, in the Guinness World, uh, Guinness World Records, the most Trekkies gathered in one place with over 1,100 Trekkies, uh, you know, in London, who got together, which is quite high. I'm sure it's brought a lot, a lot more than that now, actually. And um, supposedly there's also a way that a devoted Trekkie can earn you like a $500 scholarship towards your post-secondary education from an organisation called Starfleet. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, you know, people have really used their imagination here. And supposedly when Leonard Nimoy, that's the guy who plays Spock, um, passed away, astronaut Terry Virts tweeted the Vulcan salute from orbit. So, live long and prosper, exactly. was the message. Oh, no, they can't see me on Facebook Live. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. I've done it for yeah, you, right? Thank you. Um, and I was, t- I, when I read up, actually, they did say that actually Shatner, William Shatner, had difficulty doing this, right? So, what they would do in the series is put a fish wire. Like oh. and they would make it sort of so that he w- he could just keep his fingers like that, but he just couldn't do it just automatically. I think I must be a Vulcan. So I know. You know there must be some blood in it. I there. think the ears look but pointy too. <laughs> the ears are supposed to be really pointed now, right? But they're supposed to be very wise, you know. Uh, right. Okay. And the other thing is that the one of the sort of there's all there's a variety of different types of species and things that they mention but you know klingons vulcans kardashians um, romulans farongis and each one has their own characteristics and klingons and vulcans have developed um their own language they have their own language and supposedly Mm -hmm. these it is there google it there is actually a language klingon they go wah, 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 and all that. They make very throaty sounds. But you can actually learn Klingon and Vulcan. And there's set language with all sorts of translations. I was going through some of the translations for, you know, I want my dinner and I'm late or something. So that was quite interesting. So, uh, so there are Trekkies who actually have learnt those languages, which is quite interesting. It's just like a rabbit hole you go you I go down. Do you know, <laughs> I was totally overwhelmed because when I was looking at some of this stuff, when you kind of Google and you go to Wiki and you see this, then one page leads to another. And yeah. and the amount of information on each of those pages was crazy because I just I was only trying to scan information. But my goodness, it's a whole world. We, can, we could have done it's a parallel four, universe. <laughs> really, four chin wags on it. Um, so I learned that Mr. Spock is actually half human, half Vulcan. Yes. 
Yes. So he has a wee bit of emotion. If yeah. he was all Vulcan, his emotional thing would not be very much. But he, he kind of feels a little bit here and there. I think I learned that from The Office. Oh. <laughs> when David Brent. So you've never watched any episode? Maybe here and then, but not really. You, you know? didn't see the depth of it. No, I didn't. See. Yeah. So, but now I've, I've There's you've converted always a chance me. you <laughs> can go back to 1966 and you can watch every single thing you can. Do you we think started. I can just start with the Netflix ones? Yeah, you could. Yeah. You but could. it's probably better to start right from the beginning. Well, you could start from the beginning. It's very it's very interesting because actually um, last weekend uh, we thought we'd see one of the beginning episodes. And I was thinking that it would look, re- it would look really terrible, you know, with moving sets and, and great big styrofoam thing jigs. But actually when I watched it, I was quite surprised that it's not that bad. It's yeah. actually quite well done. I mean, some of the monsters and stuff are a little bit much but generally um you know it was quite well done and i was quite surprised but you know there were a lot of people who are real fanatics and um you know stephen hawking for instance um he made a guest appearance as himself and he played chess with data and einstein and isaac newton on the programs that's quite an interesting one whoopi goldberg had main um was uh, guyan i think her name was in um she was almost like a counselor and so she took a role and so this is a really funny one, right? But there is a, a Star Trek II film called The Wrath of Khan, right? And supposedly, all of Khan's men in Star Trek were Chippendale dancers. <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. I've seen the Triple Dance live and um, I thought, oh my goodness, I have to go back and watch that because I didn't really notice. I've interviewed some Chippendales here in Hong Kong when well, they came here. lucky you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was about eight years ago all oh, right yeah. okay well i went to one of, oh we won't go into yeah. that anyway but yeah we're chippendale dancers and supposedly martin luther king jr talked to um nichelle nichols she's the one who plays uhura and she basically he basically said don't quit the show stick to it because it's really important that you mm. stick to it and finally let me just tell you that if you google right um and it's interesting because here's our link here um in China, there is an office building. If you just ch- um, Google office building, China, Star Trek, stars, uh, st- you know, Star Trek office. Do you see it? Can, so if you I Google it, it, this building was made and it was actually based on the Starship Enterprise. And it was commissioned by a Chinese technology ex- executive and ultimate Trekkie. His name's Louis Dejean. And the building forms the headquarters of these game developers. And if you look at the aerial view of the building, it is actually... An amazing replica of the Starship Enterprise, and it has very distinct features. And um, so he designed this, and he obviously is was a real Trekkie. The other thing is, I've Spent seen this hundred million dollars. It's amazing. It's and it's in um, it's in the Fujian province, isn't it? Yeah. So you know, it's in China. So there you go. And the other thing is, is if you cool. also Google just um, Star Trek homes. You will see that people have converted their flats, their homes, into like what it looks like, the the whole kind of base of Star Trek. And they've got all the little bits and pieces, the chairs, the lights, the flashing lights, and they actually live. I remember when I was, um, when I lived in Scotland and Edinburgh, um, I remember seeing in one of the estate agent magazines a flat which was being sold, and it was basically a Star Trek flat. 
and somebody had converted it and it was being sold for a reasonable amount of money and and it had such interest and yeah. people were really keen on it so you can you can just google that and you can see some amazing things that people have done with their homes plus if you just um google also star trek songs <laughs> you will see that there's a whole variety of songs that have been written with star trek in mind so it isn't just um a program it's a it's a lifestyle it's a major phenomenon here <laughs> so and i can't see that um it's going to kind of disappear as such these guys will be there but but it's a it's quite an interesting program and i think some of it if you really look at it on the more deeper side some of the key messages that they bring through are really quite valuable because it is about it is about you know different people living different lives and accepting for people for who they are because one of the things there is that they don't where they go and travel to different places they can't change anyone's life they have to let them live the way they live so there you go you see i'm i'm kind of oh i'm getting a bit worried about yeah, this oh my goodness no, I think no, we've seen in. you transition from from the beginning of the program as oh no i'm not a trekkie <laughs> well my husband would be He's thoroughly pleased about that right but uh, yeah so there you go so if someone wants to start watching um programs there is a whole world out there absolutely a parallel universe if you like well sadi i learned so much from you this <laughs> afternoon thank you so much for your sharing this week and i look forward to more chat with you again next week okay. thank you very much